You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Oh, alrighty there. There's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet uh, talking about pet-related issues, helping you with your pet, and uh, having some fun along the way. My name's Jamie Flanagan. Uh, just making sure everybody has a good time and uh, along for the ride here. Uh, Matt Fox, you know, the Animal Talk and I, we get along pretty well. <laughs> Pushing our buttons. Sam. Hey, Sam Nork. Woo. Thanks for being here, Samantha. Samantha is a hardworking lady. No, I'm not. She's like, she's about one of the only people I know that works harder than me. Really? Do I and, know? Uh, I don't know. You, work, you, work you complain dumb. like you do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's actually a very true statement. <laughs> I do. Every time I come in here, I'm like, guys, let uh, me tell you. Well, and another hardworking lady with us today. Yeah. Dr. Karen. Yeah, Dr. Karen's Hi there. Welcome. Uh, the, the Serenity uh, Animal Hospital. Yes, Animal Hospital? Yes. Okay. And uh, and Pet Resort. It's, uh, oh, man, the, when this thing was going up, yeah. I was like, Man, <laughs> I want to be a puppy and go there. It's like, <laughs> how much for that Airbnb? It's really, Come it's on. really a gorgeous spot. It, it really is a, a, a gorgeous. Thank I've you. always, uh, and then you know we're to, talking to some vets and we're like, and you know we, I kind of found you guys on Facebook and I was like, oh my god, no wait a second, that's that really cool place over on Fifty Mile Road. So, but we're uh, cool on the inside too. Just you can't visit us on the inside yet, but. right? Right. So here's the thing, right? So keeping an eye on what's happening over at the clinic, uh, at the hospital, mm-hmm. on Facebook, and uh, you guys, you put up a, a thing. It's like um, with the COVID, mm-hmm. um, you were having problems with like a lot of cancellations. People were not showing yep. up for their appointments. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and you know is what? It- Most of it is people who are like newbies, you know, like the new appoint new pets or new an- um, new right. clients. Mm-hmm. They'd right. make an appointment, we'd confirm it the night before, and then they just never showed. So yeah, when the lobby's open, you got a flow and you got a feel. But when you you have to really really because right now, mm-hmm. you know, you got to do the curbside. And you you got to really right. Right. schedule things much more tightly. Exactly. You don't. Yep. It, it's much more of an inconvenience, so I, I, you don't think about that, um, right? And that ah, everything is so structured. Yeah. You yeah. know, we're so stuck now in this curbside that you know, rain or shine or snow or whatever else. We're you know, we're out there, you know, tooling around, getting getting the animals in the building, looking them over, trying to get them out because we know the clients are sitting there in their cars, right. and to to them, one minute is is ten minutes right. and. You know, it's it, it, they're wondering what's going on with their pet. They can't see it. So, right. you know, time goes by at a different form when they're in their cars. So, so, you know, we do our best to try and get them in and out. As we're living through what Matthew likes to call. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. This COVIDian timeline. <laughs> <laughs> what new ailments, what sort of new or different things uh, are, are you seeing? Or is it just the typical stuff, but just curbside? You know, I think the majority of what we're seeing is stuff that we saw before, but people are more tuned to their pets now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they see every little bump that comes up. They see every, you know, they, they're watching their pets more because they're at home more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, their dog might have had an ear infection, scratched their ear before, and they never noticed it until it was much worse. And now they're noticing it right away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's uh, mostly stuff that people are noticing, whether it's, it's an emergency or not, they perceive it to be because they just saw it. 
<laughs> I got nothing else to do. Right. I'm going to take care <laughs> yeah. of my bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least now we're able to do routine stuff too. You know, initially we were limited because we couldn't do routine spays and neuters. We couldn't do routine vaccinations because it was perceived, you know, we have to watch our PPE and watch everything, you know, initially from the state. Right. But once they relax that, you know, we're we're back to regular business at this point. We're doing and seeing whatever we need to do and see. So a um, lot more volume. Just without the owners present in the room because right. it's still curbside. Right. And you know, one thing that's kind of funny, too. I don't know. If, I, I'm sure that the owners don't always realize this, but. A lot of times the pets actually do better without the owners around. (laughs) I'm not just saying this, really, I'm not. But, you know, sometimes um, the owner, because the owner is there, they're more scared. They're, you know, they're also perceiving things to be different. How many people, you know, try to cut their own dog's toenails and they can't, and the dogs come to us and we can trim them with no problem. Right. Right. It's just, it's that kind of thing. You know, the pets actually... Not all of them, but most of them do better without their owners around. And and I know that owners don't want to believe that, but it, it certainly can be true because, once again, like I said, we try and get them in and out as quickly as we can. So we're not, um, you know, dragging around with things or making them stay somewhere for a long time. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a little different story now. Wow. <laughs> I could just mm-hmm. see, you know, you have – you have the owner in the room and they're always saying, Oh, they just, they, they never behave like this. They don't ever do right. this. I am so well, sorry. And they're, but in their voice is higher yeah. and higher pitch because, you know, who likes going to the doctor? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's people don't, it, cause it's, it's a nervous thing. I yeah. mean, you're there, you know, yeah. you're not seeking good news generally. I mean, you're hoping for good news. Hey, Jamie, did you, did you, do you know what's happening? I'm going to the vet today to get tutored. I'm going to get tutored. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, and you know, the thing is too is that, you know, how animals can pick up on their owner's emotions so you get that kind of thing as well too you know the owners are running around and and trying to you know get everything done and get their pet into the vet and and they're wondering what's going to happen too so you know pets (laughs) pick up on that but we use a lot of uh you know we do a lot of fear-free things where we um you know, give them things when they get in there, like peanut butter, cheese, and, you know, whatever can can put them in a good mood so that there's not as much stress for the pet, you know, in, in this whole situation. Here, have a brownie. No, that won't work. Yeah. No, <laughs> no definitely not. <laughs> well, yeah, here's... I have a stash of cheese, peanut butter, ah, squeezed cheese, and all that stuff. See? So we try to try to get everybody... You know, whatever they want. <laughs> I got a utility belt with squeezed cheese on it too, but that's a whole different story. That's a whole nother ball of wax there. That's called COVID. That's what that's called. <laughs> I don't, but that's actually, I'm going to start sketching that out. Uh, all right, Dr. Karen, I got an interesting uh, uh, situation with a uh, German Shepherd. Uh, German mm-hmm. Shepherd at six and a half years old, weighs about 39 kilograms, has blood tests. They're normal. A pee test, it was normal. But for the past week and a half, the dog has been urinating in her sleep mm. while she stands, while she sits and she's at rest. Uh, it's not a controlled urination. It actually kind of surprises the dog, too, when it happens. She's basically leaking from time to mm-hmm. time. Do you have an idea? Is this like because uh, the blood tests were normal and the pee test was normal? Uh, at six and a half on a German Shepherd, what what could this possibly be? 
Well, probably the most likely thing, if this has not happened in the past, is urinary incontinence. And, you know, it can happen to dogs just like people. And obviously, female dogs just like female people, um, it's more common. Um, Sometimes because if they're spayed, a lack of estrogen in their system, Mm. um, it weakens the bladder um, so that the bladder sphincters so that they tend to have more problems with leakage. There's a few different methods of treatment for that. Um, Sometimes um, a medication that can help tighten up the sphincter. Um, Sometimes giving them supplemental estrogen can help. It really, you know, best to talk to the vet and see which one of those options might be good as long as, you know, we know that there's no infection. Right. So there's a couple more uh, questions for the vet there, but there are Mm -hmm. Some avenues ago, I just I saw that question. And it like kind of was like, oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. You know, just just mm-hmm. all of a sudden, your your dog starts really. to piddle for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Because yeah. like, hey. usually that's a sign of like, oh crap, you know. Yeah. But they and they did, and they got the test done, and so yeah, that was it's. Uh, so we had a cocker spaniel growing up, and every time someone would come in the door, she'd get all excited. Well, that submissive was yeah. Is that submissive yeah. wedding? Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah. that's a thing, but this is just kind of happening. Oh, right, she's oh, just wow. sitting okay. there in her sleep, and it just kind of happens. So, yeah, that submissive wedding—that's like you know when when the pizza shows up, and I <laughs> wet, wet myself a little bit because I'm so excited. Oh. You know, is that why you excuse that, yourself? That was that right. was I was <laughs> the pizza make... got here, and I was like super super excited. Now, this is an interesting one, Doctor Karen. Uh, I, I haven't. Uh, this is the first time I've, I've seen this. I've heard about it with people. Mm-hmm. I've heard about it with people's pets before i'm intrigued Uh, so my cat is in heat uh but i can't get her spayed because it's against my religion it isn't allowed um i don't want to get i i don't want her to get a sickness or anything uh she wakes us up at night howling all the time i'm not sure what to do so I really, there's some people who their religions don't allow them to have medical procedures yeah Whoa. And so, I, have you heard of a, a people that uh, won't get their cat spayed or neutered, or dog, cat or dog for spayed or neutered, reasons. for religious reasons? I have, I have not. I mean, sometimes you find people who just don't want to do it, mostly men, because they can't fathom the thought of, you know, doing that to their, their male dog. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, there's two things I would say. One, if the, if the cat is doing that, it's going to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. until it's um, until it's actually bred and then you're going to end up having kittens and then you're repopulating the world yeah. with kittens that are not, you know, necessarily going to find homes. But I would say, you know, if you, if you have that religious belief for yourself, remember mm-hmm. that your pet is not religious. That's it. <laughs> and so you, that pet does not have to have that belief. Pets, um, pets aren't atheists. It's, They're their own gods. It's better, <laughs> it's better to fix it because, yeah, yeah. you know, if you don't end up having it at bread, it's going to turn into what we call a pyometra, which is an infected uterus. And that's a life threatening problem where it's going to need emergency surgery. And it's so, going to cost even more. You know, it's, it's kind of a, you need to do it. You know, it, it needs to get done. So just, you know, think about the fact that, okay, it's not in your religious belief, but your pet is not religious and it's in their best interest for their health. Huh. Yeah, like your pet isn't 
religious. Yeah. Like, no, why yeah, would yeah. it be against your religion? Cats are God. Yeah. To themselves, <laughs> they are. That's, uh. Come here. <laughs> wow. Puny God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah. I just, that just, I, I came across that. I was like, oh my God, that's, uh. I have never heard that I have before. not, I have not. I've heard people say, you know, you know, not, or not having their kids get a procedure because it's against the religion. Yeah. Sure, oh my God. You know, courts have to step stuff. in. No but, autopsies uh, allowed, all that. Never, place. never, yeah. never across to the pets. This was the first yeah. time I've yeah. ever heard it across to the pets. But you brought up a, a, a point, Karen, about, uh, uh, yeah, if you don't get this cat, uh, spayed, then definitely make it an indoor cat because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to end up with kittens. Uh, that's, yep. that's something you guys do there at the Serenity, uh, Animal Hospital mm-hmm. is, uh, fostering. How are, how yeah, is, we uh, the foster have an adoption, um, group? Um, you know, we rescue, we take in animals that need homes. You know, I mean, obviously we're, we're limited at some point because there's only so much room, just like any other rescue. But we will, for the most part, try to take in, you know, like kittens and things like that, um, other animals that need need help or at least direct people to where they can go as well, too. Sure. So, uh, Jamie, Karen, Sam, I actually have to admit something. I, I made a mistake about uh, 11 days ago. Honeypot? Uh, uh, yes, with my own feline, uh, with my own critter. <laughs> and um, I ran out of cat food, okay? And I went to the store and I got new cat food. However, I didn't get her the same cat food. So help me understand what I did wrong by changing up her food so abruptly. <laughs> oh, did she get mad? Oh, she got mad. She was uh she she was all over us for like four days until she realized, well, that's the food I got. But for folks, what should folks do when they transition from uh old food to a new type of food or a new recipe of food? Oh. Yeah, well I always recommend um taking about a week to change over, gradually mixing the new in and taking out the old so you change the proportions as you go through it. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes changing the food abruptly, not only will you get behavioral issues, but you can get vomiting and diarrhea, and it can actually um, increase the risk of them getting pancreatitis. And pancreatitis can can be pretty serious. Um, a lot of animals need to be uh, hospitalized for that. Um, and in some cases, repeated episodes of pancreatitis can even potentially lead to diabetes. So the best thing to do is keep them on the same food. Mm -hmm. And I know people think that that is boring, but um, they really do prefer that. And it's really the best for them. We've domesticated them so much that this is kind of the way their systems work. So you're hearing my little my little tyke squeak here. So we hear it. Love it. (laughs) So (laughs) this is this is a newbie. Oh, this is. um, this is Shimmer. Shimmer, say hi. Hi, Come Shimmer. On, turn your face and look. Say hi. <laughs> oh. She was um, she was turned into a um, emergency clinic in the area um, because the owners didn't want to pay for her um, because she had parvo mm. and they didn't wow. want to pay for her treatment. And so she was relinquished and uh, ended up uh, coming into our program. And ended up coming into my house. <laughs> so you have such a big heart, Karen. That's amazing. Ah, uh, you know it's tough sometimes. <laughs> she's a little stinker, though. <laughs> she's got a lot of personality. Sounds like it. Absolutely sounds yep. like it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it what kind of dog is uh, uh, Shimmer there? Shimmer. She is a Pomeranian Yorkie mix. Okay, yeah, she looked uh, she looked yeah. smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were told she was a Pom, and I was guessing her to be a Pomeranian Chihuahua, but I did the uh, genetic testing on her, and she came out as Pomeranian Yorkie. Oh, okay. So, wow, yeah. is that something you can you, you do that? You figure out what the Heinz fifty seven mix is? <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I is it short hair? Is it a is it a short hair? Is it a long hair? She's she's got hair. She's got a hair coat, kind of like a lab. Really, mm. it's uh, kind of interesting because it's not really a pomeranian coat or a yorkie coat. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. and, and forgive know. my naivety, but uh, is it a blood test that's done to figure out the genetic of the dog itself? Taste. You, you, oh, so you, do there's you lick two them? types. There is a blood <laughs> test called the Wisdom Panel, and there's a saliva <laughs> test called the embark and and in my case i did the embark and uh because she's so little and so squiggly i didn't want to try and draw blood from her yet but i was really curious is that something you send out or is that something you guys do in clinic um send out there's uh companies that do that they have to you know they have to do all the genetic uh profiling so you know, that's a pretty involved thing. It's not something that you get yeah. the answers to immediately. You got to wait a few weeks to get yeah. the results. But yeah, no, because when you said you, when you said you did that, I thought, oh, is that something you do in clinic? Oh, my God, it's, <laughs> things are really moving forward. <laughs> right. Can I bring my kid yeah. with me and do yeah, that? Yeah. The same way? yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> it's not this uh, version of Elf, you yeah. know, it's uh, sitting there. Will Ferrell. Yeah. My finger has its own Simple. pulse. <laughs> So, all right, but no, I was curious if it was because uh, I had a, a, a little question about some Chihuahua, and this is interesting. Yeah. Uh, so the the answer is in the the, the question itself. I have a Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you have a because you have a Chihuahua, wow. uh, but the yeah. mother is growling at the puppies. Mm. So mom is growling yeah. at the puppies. I have two dogs, Benny and Marley. Both uh, are Chihuahua mixes. Uh, neither one has shown food aggression uh, in the past or towards me or towards each other. Uh, Marley gave birth to her first litter of three on January 30th and is a great mom so far. She's very attentive, affectionate towards them. But I recently heard her growling at the puppy who wandered close to her while she was eating. I told her no. Stop growling immediately. Uh, but again today... Uh, just recently, while eating, I heard her, Marley doing it again, and this time she jabbed her nose with her mouth open at the puppy. Uh, is this a mom just educating boundaries, or is this a behavior I should be worried about? Oh, it could be either one. Um, we have had many um, moms with puppies at our place because of the rescue work, and and I have a particular interest in trying to get pregnant dogs out of shelters Right. Because I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's a good place for them to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's better they have their puppies in a safer place. Um, and we've seen the whole gamut. We've seen dogs that um, will growl at their puppies and just to show them what's going on or, you know, just to correct them. But we've also had moms that will attack their puppies mm-hmm. and we've had to pull them off the mom and hand feed them. Um, there are some incidences, not that we've had, but they're, there was one long time ago with a rescue, um, which where the moms actually eat the puppies. Um, so it's it's really something to watch very carefully because if the mom continues that kind of behavior, um, it may be necessary to pull the puppies off of mom and and feed them just to 
you know, keep her from killing them. Yeah. Well, and in this case, it's a chihuahua. So, <laughs> right. you know, mm-hmm. they're just surly little yeah. critters to begin with. They, I remember myself yeah, as, a, as a young child. And, the puppies you know, are small, too. Yeah. Then, right. so. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, being a young, yeah. being a young man, a young child growing up, you know, I would bug my mom all the time and she'd bite <laughs> my head off, too. So, mom, mom. Mom, <laughs> mom, see how annoying mom. that is. Sean, yeah. Sean, mom. Sean, Sean, <laughs> mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. So, yeah. well, Doctor Karen, we really appreciate you hanging out with us. I just uh, we wanted to check in, see how things were going uh, at the at the clinic, and mm-hmm. uh, throw a couple questions your way, and just uh, yeah. we know your time things is are going. Uh, time is, busy. is crazy busy <laughs> and uh we just we appreciate you hanging out for sure thank you dr yeah, karen no problem sure mm-hmm. so uh yeah we'll be back <laughs> at it again uh next week so yeah. just feel free to we'll send you the link and pop on in oh holy smokes dr michelle's rolling in yeah dr hey. michelle is here too <laughs> how's about just that? got home from work then huh uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to bring sam. her in there sam there you go. Hey, there she look is. Look at it's a party now. Hi. It's a party now. Hi, Doctor <laughs> Michelle. Thank you for uh, coming into the animal talk th- this evening. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were just getting updates on uh, all the stuff happening uh, out at the clinic. We were talking about the, uh, the you know the, the the people not showing up for their appointments, right? And how disruptive that was, and uh, helping some people with their pets. Um, but you're you're the cat lady, right? You are president. It's president of the the which cat part thing? So I'm president elect of the American Association of Feline Practitioners. Because there's so a, it's a nationally yeah. cats. So there's yeah. uh because the, there's like uh, another cat place that was talking about the uh, and really advocating again most uh, most uh, against declawing, right? Um. And uh, it, it seems as though that they're 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 pushing for legislations, uh, and they're pushing for movements, um, if to really actually ban it unless it's necessary for for a medical procedure. And I'm like, well, when would it be necessary? When is a declaw uh, a necessary procedure? Because it always it seems I don't I don't understand when it would be anything except a, a if they emergency. have a tumor on their toe, a tumor, and you have to, yeah. So if you have something cancerous or it's extremely painful growth of some kind involving that nail, that would be a medically necessary reason to declaw a cat. <laughs> All right. That's pretty uh, – how frequent is that? Pretty darn rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So – because uh, I, you know, admittedly, you know, I've I've had uh, three cats mm-hmm. in my life. Kirby was uh, the first guy he hung out for – God, eighteen years. Kirby's amazing. Yeah, I, had, uh, I never that, met him. Uh, he's a good lad for sure. But uh, um, I had Kirby declawed. You know, um, it was just kind of a thing. It was like, uh, you know, the, the 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 practice wife was like, "Hey, I don't want scratching up the furniture," and uh, and I'm like, "All right, that's cool." And so we got him declawed. But um, you know, after having this guy in my life for eighteen years and. Um, you know, it, it, the, the thing is, you know, we, when we got a, we got a new cat, um, you know, we didn't get this one to Claude and I was like, you know, uh, let's, let's try training. Right. First. Yeah. Let's <laughs> not go down that aisle just yet. And we were really, I was, I was really six. I was really, you know, it's a pat myself, twist my arm there, pat myself on the back, but mm-hmm. uh, we sure. were successful. Not, not everybody is as successful. Um, uh, you know, cats all have their own. 
personality or at least nine or ten different personalities. Um, but yeah, you can usually train a cat not to not to scratch things up or to scratch on the appropriate things. True. Um, so you know, and and being uh, growing up in the eighties, you know, yeah. and we had cats, and you know, at that point, you know, we unfortunately have to admit that we had our cats to Claude, but yeah. our cat now we. We never have even thought about declawing our cat just because she she's not aggressive when it comes to that. But we have to make sure that those nails stay trimmed because they do yep. get incredibly sharp. They really do. So I've got plenty of scars to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> so what are yeah. some of the things that folks can do uh, to help train their cat uh, when it comes to their claws? You know, what what are some of the things that we should not do when we have a kitten and we don't want them to scratch on things? Yeah, yeah. Inappropriately. Yeah, you want them to scratch on like scratching posts. Mm-hmm. And some cats like the sisal rope. Some cats like the cardboard. Some like the vertical surfaces. Some like horizontal surfaces. So it just have depends it, it, it. what that see. cat likes, you know? Yeah. yeah and so. trying not to use your hand as a toy to where they'll like chase your hand and try to scratch your hand or bite your hand. Right. That's fair. You know? So- how effective are those caps? Because I've I've heard people talk about, oh, I get I get fake caps for my cat's claws. That just seems like really one, really <laughs> tedious, and two, nearly impossible. I don't I don't under I don't understand it. Are those do those work? And are, are they are they a thing? They're soft paws, like they're little like rubber nails you put you glue onto their nails. Some cats leave them on and leave them alone. Mm-hmm. My cat as a kitten did left him alone. And then as she got bigger and as an adult, she would rip them off in two days, <laughs> right. you know? So I just keep her nails short now and she, and she scratches on the scratching posts and a little bit on like a dining room chair, but I have it covered with like something I bought on Amazon. That's just a plastic clear thing that I put there. So she can't scratch it now, but some cats leave it alone. Some don't. Ah, for, so for yeah. try. Interesting. Uh, so, you know, uh, Dr. Michelle, I got to ask, I actually found there are four behaviors that f- some folks should never ignore, and I would love your input on these. Uh, one of the uh, things that you should not ignore when it comes to your feline behavior is sudden hiding, um, urinating in the house, aggression with other people or pets, or anything radically different. So wh- the sudden hiding, cats disappear <laughs> for a long time sometimes, but how can you actually figure out if they're hiding suddenly? Um, is it in more of an anxiety thing with the cat? It can be an anxiety thing, but it could be, you know, if you had a party, not that people are doing that much nowadays, but okay. if you had something different in the house, they may get freaked out and go hide just from anxiety. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like, cats are known to hide disease. They do not tell you that they're sick. Yeah, no. So that's a good way of trying to tell if maybe they're hiding because they don't feel good. Maybe they're you have multiple cats and they're not using the litter box like you should, but you wouldn't know because you have three cats that all use the same two boxes and you can't really tell. Right. Which so will, just yeah, which goes to the second part is urinating in the house. Could that and mm-hmm. they're they're staying in one spot that might be just going there. But what right? I, I'm I'm really like a urinate tract infection could. Uh, be the cause of them not of urinating in the house? Is that appropriate? Absolutely. Medical, yeah. there's lots of medical reasons that can cause it, but mm-hmm. urinary tract infection, especially for girls, is very common mm. um, to have happen. Boys can have just inflammatory bladder issues that 
can be brought upon by stress and they're peeing outside the box for that reason. <laughs> they could have um, arthritis in their paws, especially declawed cats as they get older, get more arthritis. Right. So it may be painful to get in the box. So they'll kind of pee close to the box, but not in the box because they're yeah. actually painful. I've had some cats with heart issues. Like I think they just feel weird mm -hmm. and then they pee outside the box. So, and we've caught some heart kitties that way. And that was their only symptom. Goodness. Uh, one thing that's radically different for our pets, you know, dogs and cats of the, of this day is we're home a lot more. So people are paying a lot more attention. We were talking about this earlier with Dr. Karen. Uh, you know, we're home a lot more. We're, we're seeing our, our behaviors of our animals that much more. So it, that, that radically different change that we know is going to come. How can folks help their animals get better with the anxiety or the separation anxiety when we do go back to work in a normal environment? So that, yeah, cats are not going to adjust well to the change. A lot of cats really didn't adjust well to COVID in general, having their owners home all day. They, they were used to having us go to work, right? Um, so sometimes even just getting your keys and jingling them and leaving the house for a little bit, even if it's just to go out to eat, perhaps, because restaurants are open and coming back, just so they're used to you leaving a little bit since right. like none of us went anywhere for a very long time. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of folks um, will leave the television on. Right. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, yeah. There's cat. my cat. Yep. Hi, kitty. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. So I got a I got a question here. Uh, I just came across this one. It's uh, we have a nine month old indoor cat. Seems he has injured his rear paw. It must have happened at night because we have no idea how or or what happened. But he spent the whole day yesterday on a dining chair under the dining room table. We knew something was wrong because he has no interest in eating or drinking, even though uh, to us it looks like he's got a severe cotton mouth. Uh, all right. It wasn't until he went to the bathroom uh, to use his litter box we noticed him limping and favoring his right rear paw. Uh, he seems to be able to get up and down a step or two, no problem. Uh, so it doesn't look that severe. But it still concerns me that he's refusing to eat or drink. Is this worth a trip to the vet? Absolutely. I would t definitely take him to a veterinarian and figure out, like, cats don't cry when they're in pain. Yeah. And sometimes dogs don't either. So, But if he's limping, he's definitely hurting. And that could be why he's not eating is he's painful. And so getting that checked out and seeing why is he painful. Did he jump wrong, land wrong, jump from a high place, injure himself somehow? Um, that would be something the vet could be able to take a look at and see where he's where on that rear leg he's painful. Is it his toe? Is it his ankle? Is it his knee? Is it his hip? You know? Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like I said, the cats and dogs, they really don't show uh, what's going on because, one, they can't talk. But right. you just got to pay attention to those signs, right? Yeah. The other thing, too, is be careful. Yeah. Don't give your cat any pain medication from home. Correct. Don't think that you can give them any, like, children's Tylenol or anything like that because those products are not safe for cats. Yeah, Tylenol oh, okay. actually kill your cat. Wow, right on. Because like a lot of times with dogs, they like, oh, you can give them a you know quarter of a Benadryl or a, right. you know. But with cats, that's a whole nother ball of wax, right? You just you don't want to mess around with that. Not at all. Right. Wow. Yeah, they cannot take a lot of those things at all. Yep. There are even limited pain medications that we can give them. There are some, but you know, there's there's they don't tolerate 
as much stuff as dogs do. But even with dogs, you have to be careful. You can't give them ibuprofen. That's not safe for them. Uh-huh. Um, like like you said, Benadryl, you know, sometimes a baby aspirin is okay for something. But um, it's always best to talk to your vet and find out exactly mm-hmm. what's the right thing to do because a lot of these things can be harmful to the pet. Fair. Yep. Very fair. My goodness. I've seen nurses give ibuprofen and put their animals in kidney failure. Um, I've seen pharmacists recommend it to people to give to their pets. And once again, that's, it's not good. It's not right. You got to be careful. They're not humans. Yep. Aspirin's actually a better blood thinner for a dog than a pain med. So it doesn't work that great for pain. Yeah, I, and it know, can also cause stomach ulceration too. Yeah, you know, even my sister, you know, she's had animals her entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point she was giving her dog and her cat Prozac at one point in time. So is that yep. something that folks that they should look towards for an anxiety issue or what have you? Yep. In mm-hmm. fact, I, you know, I see dogs that um, now that we're getting back into um, into work and stuff like that, you know, some people are dealing with anxiety in their pet separation anxiety. So, you know, sometimes we're looking at giving something like Prozac or, um, some of the other medications, you know, Xanax and, and, uh, Calm and things like that, depending on the circumstance. Sure. It should always be something that the vet recommends Mm -hmm. so you get the right dosage and you get the right product for the right need. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know what it, I I'm like I'm a hypochondriac and it's like I belong <laughs> I get all these emails I belong you know follow different people or get on lists this way or another and there was another cat one uh, that I got Dr. Michelle I wanted to find out from you where is it sure. it is uh, these people they sent me this information and now I'm like oh my gosh should I worry about this with my cat and uh, now I can't find it uh, hypertension though. Um, they're, they're talking, oh, cat vets media. Yeah. And it's, uh, talking about feline hypertension is feline hyper because cats, you think it's cool cats. Yeah. Cats are laid back. Cats are, cats are king of cool, (laughs) but they get the zoomies too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So is hypertension, uh, cause I was reading through and it's like, oh, it's all the same stuff that it does. You know, there's blindness and, and it'll mess up your yep. heart and it'll mess up other organs. Yeah. Uh, so is, is hypertension, a uh, uh, high blood pressure. Is that a common malady for cats? Very common. Oh, it actually coincides really? with a lot of common medical issues that cats get as they age. A lot of times cats will have a kidney problem or an overactive thyroid as they get older. And both of those can lead to having high blood pressure as a, as a consequence of having kidney disease or having a thyroid issue. And um, sometimes the owners will bring their animals in and they don't even realize that their cat is blind because the cat has learned the lay of the house (laughs) that like they will bring their cats in and their retinas are not attached to the back. I can tell that. And they're kind of horrified because they're like, how did I not know this? It's because your cat knows the way of your house and they can navigate around it. They learned it. Mm-hmm. Um, they can also have just high blood pressure for no other reason. Like there's not a medical condition causing it. And it can actually happen in dogs too. So 
Um, it's important to sometimes check a blood pressure if they have underlying other medical conditions just to make sure we're not missing anything. Right, 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 right. Oh, I was going to add, you know, animals hide yeah. a lot of their illness. So these are things that you're not necessarily going to see. Um, you know, it's not necessarily going to be visible to you that they have these problems. So yeah, that's so the, for the vet to check. So the question is, if if your your critter is suffering from hypertension, is, yeah. it, is it a dietary change that needs to happen then? Or... Uh, what is it's, it? A, what is a recommended for hypertension with a critter? It's usually an oral medication or a medication you can put, like that works through the skin inside their ear. Oh, if wow. cats don't take oral meds well, um, and that works, and we can get their blood pressure um, using like instead of a cuff around their arm, which you can do mm-hmm. on the cat, we can do it on their tail. Oh, at the very tip, really. <laughs> Don't freak out too much about that. And so it's a lot more accurate because it's not causing them stress to, to take it. Right. I, I take Percy's blood pressure on his tail all the time. I grab it. <laughs> <laughs> he walks by. That's a little game we play. Yeah. He walks by because he'll turn around and come right back by. Okay, grab my tail again. Oh, he's a freak. When we go to the doctor, we get our blood pressure taken like immediately. Like mm. they take your temperature and your blood pressure every time, yeah. right? Yeah, actually, we probably uh, should be doing that more with our pets. Yeah, mm. one of our uh, listeners, he actually says, "Yeah, I'm actually kind of dealing with that now." Actually, you know? it was about cat was depression. It, was it cat depression? Yeah, ah, there he is. I'm sorry. So yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Patrick. Patrick's t- uh, chiming in. Uh, so cat depression is it, how common is it? Because we we tend to you know I mean pets are part of the family absolutely and and but you know our cats really depressed uh, are we anthropomorphizing here um, uh, when like if you have a couple of cats and, mm-hmm. and one passes away mm-hmm. can you really and are they depressed do they have those types of emotions Doc what do you think Yeah I mean cats can become emotionally attached to their friends in their house too you okay. know I've had instances where. There's multiple cats in the house and one passes away and they, the owners are like, we never really noticed the difference in the other cat, but they weren't friends. But if those animals were close and used to hanging around and grooming each other and sleeping together and that right. one's gone, they, they can go through depression just like you and I can. Hmm. They don't like change and their friend is not there. That's fair. They don't like you know? change. Yeah, we see that with the dogs too. Same kind of yeah. situation. Some show it and some don't. Man. There's yeah. a lot of information is being shared this yeah. evening, ladies. Thank you so I much. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I, I'm, so, I, I'm like scouring for more questions just because you guys yeah. are amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I, that's what I had on the medical end uh, for right. today. We had. Those. I'm glad we can help. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you guys could pop in. We appreciate it. So we have, yeah, we haven't hung out in in a while. So it's like, yeah, you know, just <laughs> schedule craziness and you know. Yeah, yeah. Another, it's but. been crazy. Yep. <laughs> so, but uh, appreciate all that you're doing to uh, keep all your all your clients and all the client pet parents uh, happy. Yes. Um, and uh, we'll have you guys back soon, and uh, oh, next week if you guys aren't busy and uh, dive into sure. some more stuff. Love to have you back. Sure. Right. Sounds good. Thank Sounds you great. Appreciate it. All right. <laughs> so we'll talk to you guys later. All right. Okay. All right. Take great. Care. Thank you. Be well. Yep. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey. That was awesome for them to pop in and I say hi. I love our vets. Yeah, they're amazing. So much knowledge. And, if, you know, honestly, you know, I, I made my mistake. And yeah. now I will never make that mistake yeah. again. 
Uh, bad Matthew. I'm going to roll up a newspaper and swat you on the nose with it. Hey, make that's that... actually a bad thing to do <laughs> yeah. to a dog. But to you, I can get away with it. <laughs> you probably could. Uh, yeah. I'll let you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Where, oh, where were we? <laughs> yeah, somewhere. I don't know. Where? Oh, what's happening now? I wonder. Oh, no. Can you turn five up there, Sam? Oh, I haven't uh, I haven't done. <sighs> no? Yeah, it's coming. All right. <laughs> I, got a, I got a lot of stuff going on in my life right now. I Me understand. Me too, you guys. You guys oh. don't even understand, even though I told you everything that's going uh. on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a, I had a lot of... Uh, uh, I had a lot of... Uh, uh, School stuff going on. Yeah, so I, I, if I hope I wasn't too distracted because I had students messaging me going, "Do what? this, what? do that," what? right, right, right. And I'm like, "Well, you're just multitasking now." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. I wanted to do. I wanted. You're right. I did want to do something. I did want to do a little bit of this. Back to our fiction. But you didn't send me it. No, I know because you're you going to be our it. victim. I didn't send it to Matthew either. I'm a victim as well. Yes. Okay. At least I get to we get to suffer hey, together. S- Sam, it's two, it's two against one. Our odds are in our favor. Yes. Just saying. Mm, all right. Let me clear my throat. Here we go. Wait. Does that mean both of us can answer a different one and then we'll still be right? Well, Sam, you got to guess first. Huh? Ladies first. That's how it works. All right. Fine. And then Matt can back clean up. <laughs> all right. Fact or fiction? Three headlines here ripped, ripped from, from the, the news. news. Two are absolutely true. One is. Completely false. Created by me earlier when I should have been helping my students. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah, who cares oh, man, about my phone is, don't, <laughs> don't leave your phone number in the box of equipment when your kids are out doing a remote broadcast and say, text me if something goes wrong because my phone just couple you. Up. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. That was, that was me fire. when I was in school. I was like, help me. What are we doing? Hello. Uh, <laughs> all right. But I think we, everything's on track with my kiddos. All right. So now I can pick on this kiddo. All right. All right, three headlines. Two are true. One is false. Samantha, are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, I here we go. I feel ready. I'm a lot more confident than I was a few weeks ago. Y'all ready for this? All right. Uh, chilly, <clears throat> chilling warning to not walk barefoot as night... Uh, <clears throat> let me start over again. All right. Chilling <laughs> warning. Walk. Chilling warning. To chilling? not walk barefoot at night as perfect conditions see deadly funnel spiders numbers soar. Ooh, that makes me itchy. Yeah. Makes me want a funnel cake. Head, Ooh, headline funnel number two. Uh, spider bites spike after movie release of animated classic. Charlotte's Web? <laughs> spider, bite, spider bites spike after movie release of animated classic. And then number three Spider-Man. is uh, three venomous spiders cause closure of University of Michigan Library. Oh, 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 oh. That's right. true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I already know it. That yeah, one's true. I, just, I know I, about it. I just saw that one I myself. I just so saw you, that. Sam, you, you have to 50-50% chance. Okay. And if you get it wrong, oh. I'm going to get it right. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. That is, uh, that's, that's amazing, Samantha. We're down to uh, a 50-50. So I'm going to reread oh, these. So you agreed. <laughs> to these. Uh, well, just you're, yeah, I no, said I you're down know. to a 50-50 in your, in your flawed thinking. <laughs> Uh, no, I know that's correct. I so, saw it on my Twitter feed. All right. Chilly, chilling warning not to walk barefoot at night as perfect conditions see deadly funnel spider webs numbers soar. Hmm. Deadly uh, funnel spider. Deadly fun- Wait, so like funnel web spiders 
numbers soar. Patrick said number one is the false. Mm, let's and see. then uh, spider bites spike after movie release of animated classic. What so, animated classic is about spiders? Yeah, See, that does sound that a little is, fishy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fish called Wanda. There you go. Mm-hmm. What? I don't even know what you're talking about. What? Charlotte's Web, Spider-Man? <laughs> That's all I can think of. <laughs> yeah. What are the movies that are about spiders? Patrick is guessing number one is Arachnophobia? the false one. But, Ara- oh, uh, the one with David Arquette. The... No, that would be Jeff Daniels. Oh, yeah. No, David Arquette was in a spider one. I can't remember which one it was. Oof. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Harry Potter. Yeah, it's guys, a, the uh, this is kind of off topic, but I said David Arquette. Hugh Jackman put out a video on Instagram talking about the David Arquette documentary, and he watched it. and He was like recommending it. Oh wow! I know. I'm like, what? I heard the director of photography was just whip on that movie. <laughs> yeah, one of the second directors of photography, yeah. right? What what what's your actual title on that? Uh, on IMDb, it says assistant camera. On the credits of the movie, it says. <laughs> Additional cinematography. Cinematography. Yeah, yes. Pronounce that three times fast, Jamie. Yeah, Lava no. Lantrona. Yeah. Lava, la- Wait, is that real? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> okay, okay. Then I'll say number one is the false one because that sounds like some made up junk. Oh, oh God, boy. Be right. oh. No! <laughs> Shit! I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! I should have gone with I knew it! What animated movies about spiders? Patrick, your prize is on the way for leading Sam down the wrong path. <laughs> Patrick, I trusted you! Oh. Lava <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. Wait, was it? I didn't is it, know what if is that it, was spider, real or not. Spider NATO? <laughs> Spider NATO? Spider NATO? Is that a <laughs> Shark NATO? Spider NATO? Well, that's going to be next up on the Hallmark channel, I guess. So, uh, in, in, no, in, uh, <laughs> that, that one headline was true. That's a mouthful. I tried. Love and it. it's like, it, it said, uh, chilling warning not to walk barefoot at night. Uh, perfect conditions. See deadly funnel web spiders number soar hmm. in Sydney. Um, yeah. I, I left the incident. Because yeah, oh. there are pictures of fields just covered with spider webs. And they're, and they're deadly. One oh. bite bite from a male uh, funnel spider uh, mm-hmm. is 100% deadly. Ugh. So you, you're dead? Yep, you're dead. So, oh, wow. Uh, yes. And there were three so venomous took- spiders found in uh, the University of Michigan Library and shut it down yes. earlier yes. this week. For like yeah. two days, they shut it down. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Shutting this party down. Since you took out a part of that first headline and you said you took out the part about Australia. A word, yeah. Yeah. Does that mean it's a false headline? Because <laughs> oh. you... <laughs> You took out a word. Oh, see, look at look at Sam. <laughs> Technically, Technically, Sam would be right then. Apparently, there is a movie coming out about spiders that come out of the lava under uh, Los Angeles. Is okay, it's a sci-fi uh, it's, it's movie. A sci-fi okay. movie. Very like like Sharknado, the same kind of. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Spider. Oh, good lord, spider lava. All right, lava. Lava, 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 lantula. Lava, okay, I gotta look that up. <laughs> lava lantula. Okay, yeah, thanks, yeah. Patrick. Wow. <laughs> And I'll, you know, I'll sit down and we'll watch it, and we'll be like, well, hey, there's two hours That's of my life I'll back. never get back. <laughs> watch the commercials again, please. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the University of Michigan uh, Shapiro Undergraduate Library was temporarily closed after venomous spiders were found in the building. Three Mediterranean recluse spiders were found in the library's basement storage area wow. late Oh, my God, it's January. real. <laughs> yeah. University spokeswoman Kim something or other. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, said that the spiders were not 
in any public spaces. Uh, the library was closed from Sunday, February 21st through the Monday, the 22nd. So just two days. Mm. Uh, so misunderstanding, uh, led the library to close for two days and, and based on the university knows it was a mistake to close the building. Mm. Uh, the university consulted with spider experts, uh, at Michigan State University and the University of Michigan Dearborn. Whoop, whoop. Uh, I have degrees from both of those. Yeah. <laughs> and the bills to prove it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's all this like student loan forgiveness. It's like, Hey, can I get some of that money back? <laughs> How about the people that paid their crap on time? Right. Can I get some of that back? That'd be nice. Anyway, uh, the university consulted. Yeah. It's called getting a job. Uh, the university consulted with the spider experts uh, and the pest management has been working to treat the areas in the building where the spiders were seen. Uh, so recluse spiders spend daylight hours in the dark, secluded Wait, places. brown recluse or recluse? Mediter- Mediterranean recluse spiders. Oh. Recluse. Yes. Recluse. Yes. So, uh, 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 so, yeah. So um, symptoms can start anywhere from two to six hours after being bitten by one of these spiders. It can wow. include fever, rash, nausea, vomiting. And in a severe case, uh, you have to be really susceptible to these. Um, it, it can cause death. But it's, it's, it, that's super rare with these guys. Uh, but there are. What were the ones leading? What were the uh, first ones that you had mentioned? Those symptoms? Two to six uh, hours later. What is uh, said, nausea, fever, rash, what nausea, is and fever, vomiting. rash, that's, nausea? That's like and a couple vomiting. of hours before your wedding. <laughs> I think I got bit by a spider. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna have a wedding. <laughs> I'm gonna get eloped. <laughs> You're gonna get eloped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who wants a wedding? I don't. think that All means right. what you think it means. <laughs> oh, what does it? Wait, does it not mean what I'm I think it means? I'm just playing. It, <laughs> it does. Uh. But yeah, so the, the male funnel spider bites are 100% fatal, uh, without treatment. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, you get treat, you can get treated for them. And those are the ones in Sydney, right? Uh, yep, yep. February is the peak so month. So if you get for bit, funnel, you're webs. not, you're okay if you get treatment. If you get, you, if you get treatment, yes. Okay, ho- not all hope is lost. Okay. One mild bite, bite needs a, a vial of antivenom. Severe cases can require 10 to 12 vials of antivenom. Oh my wow. God. It takes 150 spiders to make one vial of life-saving anti-venom? funnel web antivenom. Wow. How, much, how many vials of... So you, for a mild bite needs one vial. So you need 150, but you need 10 to 12 vials if it's a severe wow. breakout. Oh so God, you're talking so thousands... Many. Yeah, well, you know, you got to milk them, little buddy. I mean, yeah, you got to try milking one of those guys. It's like, How many of those do you think that get that tiny little stool? Oh my god, do they have to shrink it down to the spider's yeah, size that's, that's, yeah, in order yeah, to milk it? That's a whole thing. <laughs> and then you're drinking the, and you got to burp your way out of the thing. I don't know. Chocolate bar. All right. Anyway, bite this, will you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, so the anti venom program relies on the public to catch and deliver spiders as well. Uh, so people in, in where these this investigation is catch. <laughs> so so in catching the spiders, they get bit by them. It's crazy. Oh man! Um, Quick, we go don't get have 150 any more. more. Yeah, we don't have any more vials. Oh. Go use the ones that I just picked up for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Go milk them. Go milk them. Spiders. How long does it take to milk? That person might be 
how long does it like take yeah. for? I don't know. It's probably that'd on be Google a great somewhere. question for uh, Coyote Peterson. Uh, oh. Before the Anthony Venom arrived, two people died in just over an hour. One holy grown sh- man died in seventy five minutes, and a toddler that was bitten uh, succumbed to the bite within fifteen minutes. Oh. Holy shit! Yeah. Oh my god! These, yeah, well, it's Australia. It's yeah. Australia. Yeah, dude, it's Australia. Dude, Australia is just. I mean, Australia you know, is too. It's wild. dangerous. <laughs> Australia is just straight up dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You won't catch me there. And everybody's like, I want to move to Australia. It's like, what do they have? Giant spiders, and they don't even have the Great Barrier Reef anymore. It's dead. Why would you want to go to Australia? Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, save that stuff. <laughs> that, is, that is nutty. Um, is. All right, what are my other tabs open here? I thought I had other tabs of interesting stuff. There's the nine deadliest spiders in the world. You're on a spider kick this um, evening, Jamie. Well, you know, it was the, the thing, right? Yeah. So the number coming in at number nine, the brown recluse, recluse mm-hmm. spider. Recluse, recluse, potato, potato. Brazilian wandering spiders coming in at number eight. The yellow sack spider, uh, which has a scientific name that I'm not going to try to pronounce. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Another beer, yeah, you might be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. They're like three to 15 millimeters. These are, some of these are tiny too. Do you know the, the most venomous spider in the world? Daddy long legs. Daddy long legs. Where's my bell? Wait, Ding. seriously? It is, but their fangs are too, 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 too small, small to puncture human skin. So, oh, dope. Uh, wolf spiders uh, coming in at number six. This is a large, widespread group found throughout the world. Ooh. Yes, and they have a wolf-like habit of chasing and pouncing upon their prey. Is why they're called wolf. We spiders. don't have certain spiders and they're here. Little furry. <laughs> We got the wolf spiders, though. Oh, shit, yeah. we did. We don't we have do. brown recluse. No. Recluse. We don't have those. Uh, black widow spiders. Do we have those? Those are coming in at number five, responsible for more than 2,500 visits to poison control centers every oh year in the U.S. alone. Guys, I'm getting itchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like bugs. What is that? There's something above your head. Wait, where? <laughs> A brown widow spider. Uh, brown the, the widow? black widow. You have the brown widow, which is more venomous than the black, black widow. widow. Wow, <laughs> I did not know that. Why? Oh, I, oh, I did, did not know, know that. that. Yeah. Is Daddy uh, Long first? Came from South America. No, I don't. I, I, Daddy Long's one. Of, these are the ones that uh, poisonous that can't hurt you. Oh, okay. Uh, red red widow spider. Really? Uh, it's, just... it's very red. Yes, a third of the widow spiders. Um, it's uh, has very long red legs. Mm. Mm-hmm. And again, has the distinctive, you know, widow hour shaped glass uh-huh. thingy. Uh, a red back spider is coming in at number two. Let me guess, it does uh, have a red back. It's a cousin of the, the black widow and it, it's got a different shape of, uh, it's, uh, out of New Zealand and Belgium and, uh, Japan. It's a big red stripe um, down it, like, a- uh, it was native to Australia, but got to those other countries through grape exports. Huh. Sam, do you like grapes? Yes. Not anymore. <laughs> How about raisins? <laughs> Redback spiders like are, are not aggressive. They're mo- most likely to play dead if disturbed. But if a female spider is defending her eggs, she will bite. Yes. As mo- as they should. And coming in at number one. A tarantula? The funnel web spiders. Oh, there wait, seriously? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, again, it's, 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 it's 100% fatal if you do not get help. Uh, other ones, you know, you'll get sick and, you know. Uh, depending on how right. allergic you are, susceptible you are, but uh, wow, yeah, that was those fun of spiders. If you don't get help, it'll take you out. <laughs> the male one, 
So there you go. Goodness. Well, thanks for sharing. The, yep. Uh, I'm a little creeped out yeah, myself. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, uh, like Sam, I'm a bit to, itchy over here. To, to, <laughs> yeah. I'm not exactly sure why I did that to myself. But uh, well, it's the University of Michigan. It was a right. local story about spiders shutting down the library there. I'm trying to remember who uh, Shapiro is, Michigan Shapiro Undergraduate Library. Ooh, which which Shapiro little, which that is. is. Yeah. Yeah, I forget. I, I knew, at one point I knew who it was named after. Hmm. Did some work in that library. I bet you did. Years ago. I bet you did. Now I got to go home and watch uh, Jeff Daniels, Detroit native and arachnophobia. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love that one. Um, all right. So, Samantha, there's one other thing. One other. I think there's one other piece of business we need to. Oh, uh, yeah, we do, don't we? To take care, I I think we need to do a little something like. Who's bad? Bum 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 bum. <laughs> You've done this before. <laughs> Maybe. It's time for the bad animal joke of the week. Who's bad? <gasps> All right. What do you got, go. you Matt? All right, here we go. So, speaking of uh, Australia. Speaking of Australia. What did the What do you call a lazy baby kangaroo? Lazy baby kangaroo? Uh, I I don't know. What do you uh, call lazy baby oh. kangaroo? A, I don't know. A pouch potato. A pouch potato. Wow. <laughs> I was trying to think of a Joey. Yeah, me too. How you doing? <laughs> I don't know, but he, when he greets you, he says, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, 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 Jamie. Hey, Matt. Hey, Sam. Hey, what? What do you call a snail? What? Oh, I'm sorry. What did the snail say while riding on the turtle's back? What did the snail say riding on the turtle's back? Wee! <laughs> <laughs> to get to the other side? No. And, and why did why did the whale cross the street? Why did the whale to get to the other side? Cross the street to get to the other tide. Ah. Oh my god! <laughs> you want one more? Yes. All right. Oh. How are a cat and a sentence different? How are a cat and a sentence? One has different? a pure. <laughs> <laughs> a cat has claws at the end of its paws. A sentence. Has a pause at the end of its claws. Claws. Ah, uh, an English uh, one. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. Hey, Sam. Hey, what? Tell people stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we are the Animal Talk Podcast. You can visit us at our website, www.animaltalkradio.com. You don't need the www, I know, but, but I just like to say but it. I just like to say it. I do, I do. Um, and then we have our merch site, wearingfunny.com. Go buy some merch. We There's got some our, cool, like, cat mom yeah. and, and, and doggy daddy shirts on there. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Get some shirts. Wear them. I have a shirt. I need yeah. to wear it. It's hanging up in my closet. Um, and <laughs> I, got, I got the Animal pages. Talk thong. Do you really? Thong? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thong. Yes, thong. Like underwear? Yeah. No way. Can you oh, send yeah. me a picture? <laughs> Wait, do you really? Wait, do you really? Wait, I didn't know we had those. Yeah, no, we don't. Okay. Oh. <laughs> say, does it say juicy on the uh, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, where would More the like logo sticky, go? Like. Ew, anyway. ew, ew. All right, anyway, move right along. <laughs> okay, social media pages at Animal Talk Radio, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That's it. That's it. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, that's it. That's going to do it for uh, another episode. I can't get I can't that, I can't get that, that, that thing image. out of my brain, Jamie, <laughs> that thong. Yeah, yeah. All right. Till, uh, till next time, please have an exotic week. And kiss your wild thing for me.